Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's up? It's your boy Chad here, back in effect in the beautiful Life, Love, and Hustle studios here in good old Frederick, Maryland. And uh, today, um, I'm joined by someone very special, somebody very intelligent, someone very cool. You're going to love her. But we're talking all about state of black relationships. So uh, even if you're not of the the Melanin fam, pay attention because you might learn a thing or two. But uh, we're going to talk about the uh, state of black relationships and uh, these dating streets and these marriage streets, even in these divorce streets. So we're going to talk about a wide range of things here today. But uh, she is the um, she is the chief boss lady in charge, co-founder of the Couples Experience. Her and her husband Logan out here doing big things. They have a really great, inspiring story themselves about how they met, uh, got married, and uh, are living this blissful married life uh, in a short amount of time. Yes. I, you know, honestly, and now they're out here trying to help other people do do the same thing, because as we know, or you might not know that according to the to data, according to the research, only about 20 percent of y'all are happy in your marriages. So mm. uh, we know that 50 percent will end in divorce. We know mm. that another 30 ish percent uh, will stick around and suffer for the kids and less than 20% of us are in these happy, blissful and loving relationships. And we're going to try to get to the bottom of this with Mrs. Tamika Carlton. Welcome Tamika Carlton. Well, hello. So exciting to be here to chat about this wonderful topic. <laughs> well, we got into it a little bit before we started recording. So we said we got to hit that button. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm this like, this stuff. conversation deserves to be recorded. Oh, 100%. 100%. So introduce yourself to folks who don't know you. Yes, I am Tamika Carlton, CEO and co-founder of Couples Experience, which is an inclusive relationship company. We produce a variety of luxury retreats. We have a couple subscription gift box. We provide relationship resources. And ultimately, we are on a mission to ensure that that stat that he just shared, that Chad just shared, is increasing to ensure that everyone is really in quality relationships. So we're all about transparency, making sure that we're being challenged in our relationships for us to be elevated and creating a space where we can be in true quality relationships. So before we get in to fixing narratives, because we're going to fix it today. Yes, we are. I, I knew I was going to be doing something great with you tonight. Yeah. It's over. After tonight, it's over. It's fixed. It's a wrap. Everyone's going to be happy. Exactly. It's over in less than an hour. So stay tuned, folks. Yes. You're getting fixed today. But yes. uh, first, let's talk about the general state of, because there's concepts, there's beliefs, and then there's realities, right? So in your estimation, uh, what's the current status of, of Black relationships here in the United States? You know, I would like to say two things. One is reality is all about perception, right? So ultimately, if you are around a diverse array of individuals, your reality may be different from a, you know, a whole array of other people. So I think that majority of my people that I'm around are 
not necessarily i'm around the a substantial amount of single people that are struggling in the dating world right in addition to being married we have a very fruitful hefty number of people that are in pretty solid relationships too so i would just say that i think the truth is is that we're the majority of us are on the struggle bus and even if you're in a fruitful relationship quote unquote it's not always about happiness like you have happiness is a state of being and just because you're in a relationship that is maybe positive that doesn't mean that you're ultimately truly happy so I think you know the, the it, it just depends it really just depends but I know for sure that the dating world and the marriage world especially post-pandemic is really struggling in the black community yeah I I totally agree um I remember back when I was single, before I got captured by Renee, before I yes. got, you know, before I got roped in, you know what I mean? Before I got roped I in. Roped in. You please, you, know, you love it, you know, okay? When I got when I got hooked, you know, when I got, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, it's a whole new world out there. It, it, it's a Listen. whole new world than from my first go around pre-marriage uh, as opposed to post-marriage. It is a yeah. different world out in yeah. these dating streets. Yeah. Uh, I think just from a male point of view, there's never been a time where I feel like there's been so much availability of the other, of the opposite sex, you know, just yeah, from a male it, point of view. I think there's, I, I just heard someone say, a guy actually say um, something that resonated with me. He's like, sure. He was actually in the DC area. He was on the ready to love show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that show. Yeah. That was on own. He was on the show and he was being interviewed and the interviewer asked him this similar question, like, how do you date consciously and intentionally in a space where there are the ratio of women to men is very high, <laughs> like it's in favor of the male, right? Yeah. And like the problem is or the issue is, is that although there's a robust number of women out there that are available you have to weed out so many more women to get to your match. And I think although there's availability, that's not necessarily a great thing. Sometimes no, no, you no. may necessarily want so much. The more you have, the the more difficult it is for you to sift through the the, the crowd and the people to make sure that you're getting this, the perfect match for you. I agree with that. For sure, just because I remember with my first go around in the single world, I actually had to leave the house to go meet somebody. Listen, yeah, right? I used to have to, you know, we would go, yeah, the grocery store, or you know, you don't have to go. Yeah, That's you, what I said I, yeah, the I grocery store, the library. Like yeah. I always tell my single friends because they're so connected and committed to these dating apps i'm like go out like even yeah. Logan says that with his my husband says that with to his friends it's like go out because the truth of the matter is is that don't you want someone that can be social that can be independently out and about that can have communication and be like literally confident in their space and i think you get to feel out the aura of people naturally and it's so much easier for people to fake it on online dating oh it's about 90 percent fake yeah and listen i went through the online dating world too before i met logan and the truth of the matter is is that logan and i met outside 
of online dating, like the old fashioned way, which is favorable to me. And it was like the 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 way that we all wish that we could meet someone like he saw me, I saw him, he came over to me, we had a conversation, we felt connected, we exit stage left. He was like, yeah, I'm not done talking to you. So he came back <laughs> over to me and, you know, we, we engaged in real conversation about travel and relationships. And even though it was a very short snippet of time, it was probably no more than like 10 minutes, we got to know each other just mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, and it's like that provided more of a foundation for the conversation for our first date, right? In addition to, he was more invested in ensuring that what he was going to present to me was going to be relevant to my life. So like he did the the, the old fashioned thing of like, what do you like to eat? What's your favorite type of food? So he actually, he kind of courted me, right? And I think yeah. most men want that. And most women are not getting that. And that is why the dating world is on the struggle. No, you you said you said it right. But uh, there's two things that I'll add to that. I, yes. Um, there aren't right now, especially within within our communities, there aren't enough fathers in the homes who are no. teaching sons how to court no. women. No. Right. No. So they're not, they're not seeing it. They're not, and it's not being taught to them. Uh, there's not enough OGs in your life to teach them, you know, how to. Um, my uncle uh, taught me a lot. Uh, he, he said, when you when you walk with your woman, you know, you have her hand mm -hmm. on your arm. And then when you enter a building, you open the door and mm -hmm. you take her by the hand and you oh. and you lead her into the yeah. door and you follow. Like there, it, It's just simple things like that, that I feel like women are pining for right now, but they're just not getting it. Number two, with the sheer volume of women that men can date now on a weekly basis, right? There's, yeah. uh, there's I don't feel like there has been, it hasn't been stressed like the need to do that anymore. Because I don't feel like, I feel like women are so accustomed to not getting it. I don't feel like they're demanding it anymore or they're oh, not no, uh, making they're it not necessary. I, I thousand percent agree. And I think, you know, I always say everyone needs to date with intention. And a lot of times when you're in the dating world, you're just kind of going with the flow. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? Like, what, mm. what is, uh, what are you trying, what outcome are you trying to accomplish? And when you're trying to accomplish a specific outcome, whether that's a committed relationship, marriage, whether that's a fling, whatever it may be, you need to be every step and every action that you take should be aligned with that intention. And I think a lot of times what happens is you have this desire, but your actions are not aligning up with your desire and what should be the true intention. So if you want to be in a committed relationship and you feel like the person that you're going out on a date with is not aligning with the actions and the, the requirements that you demand, if you don't communicate that and they don't rise up and you don't exit stage left, <laughs> that's it, right? That's then on you, right? Because at the right. end of the day, you are responsible for whomever is in your space. In your bubble. Yes. And I had to learn that in my dating life too. You know, I, I was, 
I I also suggest that people play the field, right? You kind of have the opportunity to go and and scope out the different personality types, the different, you know, appearances, all of the things that you can then figure out what you want to pull from every experience and every date or every individual and figure out what works best for you. A lot of times people are settling. My mom used to always say, just because a man chooses you does not mean that you have to choose them. Hey now. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen, vice versa too. Right, right, right. You know, I think I think if people I think people need just need to slow down a little more. And yeah. like you said, date with more intention. Like, but to date with intention, you have to know what you, what want. you want. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know what I wanted. Um you until know what after you didn't I got, want. I mean, I mean, I learned that after I got divorced. I learned one, but I didn't want from that point forward. I just, <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't think a lot of us know what we want, you know, when we're young and we're out here dating. I think, like you yeah. said, you know, you might know what you don't want, but that only comes from experience. If you've had a couple of, like, there's so many people right now who are, like, I'm 49 years old. People who are in their 20s who have had more breakups than I've had relationships. Yeah. And they're not even 30 years old yet. I agree. I mean, it's like, they're just, they're experiencing it. Most of them don't want a real relationship. I genuinely believe that. Or they're not moving like they want a real relationship. They're <laughs> moving like they want to explore. And I think that's what I'm, I think people need to be more aware of where they are in their, their space of dating. And recognize that if you're not getting what you want, it's probably because you're not moving the appropriate way to get what you want. Now, how do you now? How do you how do you coach people to define that part of them? Like, how do you get them to really like sit and think about what they really want from a partner? Well, for sure, I think it's mostly like I just said. We have conversations in which we structure and figure out what experiences did not work for you in the past and why. And then we pinpoint what the opposite is. And if that opposite is actually what you want. And then that whole world of writing down what you want, that stuff works. You know, listen, Viola Davis did it. Okay. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like Renee, he, did too. Renee said she used to write me letters before see, she even knew me. It works because you're also making a conscious choice to create this thing. You're providing space, you're making room, you're creating space and you're being clear on what you want and a lot of times what you don't want. And I think a lot of times people are like, well, let me just, when I write down, I wanna complain about <laughs> what, has, <laughs> what has gone wrong, right? But the whatever you focus on magnifies, right? right. So if you want something better, let's, prioritize writing those things down and expressing that. And I remember, you know, having like creating room in my place for someone, right? And even in my conscious mind, like I was single for a while and when I would cook, I would cook just enough for me, <laughs> okay? <laughs> right just on. enough for yeah. me. Single, single serving. <laughs> exactly, single serving. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? What if someone was here? I'm just going to start cooking more, right? Mm. Those simple actions 
are showing the universe that I'm prepared to receive more. And what does that more look like? It looks like me offering something else too. And I think sometimes people want what they're not willing to offer. That's another Oh issue. man, yeah, that's huge. That's I always tell people, um, like what it doesn't even matter. It, it, you know, I'm sure we're gonna bleed a little bit into the into the business world also, but I sure. um whatever you say you want, like become that person first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like if you say you want this kind of person in your life, well, you've got to become that person. Um yes. because like uh was it um, uh, Dr. King said, I'm afraid I have liberated my people into a burning house. You don't mm. want to attract this great, loving, healthy, whole person into right. your train wreck of a life, right? Listen, because they're going to they're gonna be exiting stage left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yes, I think it's, it. I know that uh, it's important to make sure that you are in the best space for yourself to be able to receive the best that the universe has to offer for you. That's what I'm, I'm a strong believer in. And it, it happens. And also, you know, you have to be prepared to be vulnerable. The truth of the matter is, is that when you're in a fruitful relationship, in order for it to be lasting, you have to let your guard down. There you go. And a lot of women and males do not are not comfortable with doing that. And there is a, a blockage there, which means that you're going to receive the same type of individual that's blocked. Two block people ain't going to work. OK, <laughs> it's not going to work. So why do you think that is? Like, um, I, I find it a lot more prevalent in the younger generation than I do oh, yeah. in, in, in the in the older fam. You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel like the younger, like the Gen Zs and, and uh, is it the millennials before them? Is that, is that, um, is that the I'm, order? Is I'm, it millennials? I'm a millennial slash Yeah. Why do you feel like that is? Like, 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 what is this, this fear of vulnerability? I think a lot of the reason why many of the millennials or Gen Zs or really anyone for that matter, there is a, a blockage because social media has created this this world of being able to to create a persona and you don't have to be real and we don't have to break barriers of of self or self-awareness right we're just putting out this this facade of who we are when the truth of the matter is is that we're only putting the best of ourselves on social media right and i think that's more to be seen Yes, and that's confusing for humans when naturally we actually want to be our true selves. And it's basically creating a lack of balance. And what happens is, is when, especially when we're in interpersonal relationships, we are lacking the ability to show up as who we really are, right? And we are hindering the all of what we want to share like it, it's so necessary to be vulnerable to reach your happiness with yourself and with others and i think we, we're really missing that mark and I, I it makes me sad actually and also i'll add to that that you're talking i think you're so on the point when you're talking about how we create this online persona oh. and then we get into these uh comparisons well yes. this person that i like is 
posting this persona, so I'm going to be more that. Or sometimes right. me having a professional wrestling background from playing a character, you know, you get so deep with the character that sometimes the character kind of bleeds into who you really are, you know, yes. and, and yes. sometimes, you, you know, you can kind of get lost in the character and yes. uh, sometimes you don't even know who you are anymore after a while. Right. And I think, I think, so it's like, what are people sharing when they're having real or supposed to be having real conversations? Mm. A lot of people, I do know how often Logan and I go to dinner and the people next to us are not even talking. They're looking at their phones. Yeah. We have seen that happen so many times. It's like, what is the point of being right of being outside? outside. Yeah. Why are you outside? <laughs> but it's like people are more connected to a device than another human. So now it's like I can type away whatever the hell I want to say on a device. But when I get in front of you, I have no it's idea stressful. how to interact. Yes. No clue. And uh and it bleeds over into other areas, not just love, but it also bleeds into professional world also yes. where um people just can't even have conversations. Like a lot if it's face to face, they freak out. They can't do it. It's they it's anxiety. Cannot. They cannot. And I feel like people want to walk around and use acronyms instead of full work. <laughs> I've seen that. People are literally saying LOL in my face. I'm like, did you really just LOL me in person, fam? Did you, did you all R-M-F-A-O? Like, what? I don't know. What is that? Yes, that is, yes. <laughs> did you really what? just do that in person? Oh, yes. That's a problem. That is, we are missing out on key relationship building tactics and tools. And when we have, when we're missing that, we are now having a, a true loss of connection, right? And I think that's why it's really tough in the dating world too, because it's so easy to be this miraculous human being online. And then <laughs> you get in person, and you're like, oh, you're not as, you're not that person. But I think we just have to show up as who we are. I mean, I listen, when I met Logan, I was regular like and I still yeah. am regular and I think the regular most people are actually more attracted to just regular people <laughs> you know what I and mean if, and if you're not right I would much rather that you don't like me for who I am than like me for who I present right so I like, think the key for like that way. yes the key for the dating world is show up as you so you can get the true person on the other side and not the model show up as you warts and all flaws and all yeah. whatever it is because again it's, you're gonna it's gonna come out eventually anyways exactly exactly and, I, i've heard so many stories and i'm sure you have also people who have gotten married and said that they got divorced because yes. they didn't because that person changed or uh yes. they didn't present who they really were before they got yes. married you know what i mean yes, yes. And I listen. I I can't even imagine to have that on, life. Man. No, I can't imagine that. That that would be crazy. Or just, just wasting little... time. Just just having yeah. to. Oh my god! It's like that's stressful. Time and money. It's like ninety k to get married these days. Maybe <laughs> spend money. You made me spend ninety k, fam. And you know who I thought you was. And you know what else too? Most people, and I've seen this with a lot of my clients. Most people are in relationships that they think they are supposed to be in. 
Hmm. Like it looks Yes, it looks good on paper. They are connected in a way that, or people look at them and say, oh my gosh, you guys look like the perfect couple. So then when you go home, you're like literally on the struggle bus together and you don't really like each other. There are several clients that I've had that don't like their partners. And I always say, listen, when Logan gets on my nerves and vice versa, I always say, thank God I like you because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's pretty easy to look at too. You know, if you got. Pretty easy to look at, you know, exactly. <laughs> but and I can be free with him. Like we can be mm-hmm. free. We can be ourselves. Like we act goofy. And I just, you know, when we were in the during the pandemic, so many people were struggling in their relationships because they're in this space. It's a small space, or you know, you have no, no outlet. Yeah, and you've got I'm proximity like, now. All day, you've got right. all day proximity. Like all day. <laughs> yeah, and all day. I was like, this is the life. Like, we got along so well. It actually strengthened our relationship even more because we had more time together, right? And now we spend even more time together because of that. And I just think that you should be able, and that's another thing too I've always told people, if you cannot just be together without anything else, nothing else, if you cannot just sit together for hours and have conversations or whatever it may be. Yeah, or don't. Yeah, or just sit, right, or don't. (laughs) Exactly. If you can't do that, then it may not be right for you, you know? Like, a lot of times, um, Renee and I will be just co-working together. We'll be at the table, we'll just be co-working for hours. We'll even, you know, we'll just maybe have a a five-minute conversation every hour, or, or, hey, how do you feel about this? Oh, yeah, that's good, but we're together for hours, and it doesn't feel like it's, it's, time just flies, it's great, you know, and uh, uh, one thing that I appreciate about her is that she, um, fellas, if you, if you have a, if you have a woman, just know that she has a goofy side. If you, if you haven't seen it, she don't love you, bro. You know she she don't like you as much as you as much as you think she does. If she hasn't showed you her goofy side, right? They all got goofy sides. If you show them the goofy side, they care about you. And vice versa. Please believe. Exactly. Do not, these guys out here, ladies, they are goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Men have a secret nerd side. You know yes. we don't share our nerd side with you. Uh, you're not as tight as you think you are. That's oh, true, and that's the beauty of it. Like that's what that's what it's the comfortability of being in the presence of someone else and it's easy i love that i always tell people too it's like if i don't feel that there is in this you can take this the wrong way or not if there is no benefit to you being in my presence then what is the point? And it should be the same vice versa, right? The benefit can be, and it does not need to be financially. It does not need to be, you know, physically. It needs to be spiritually. It needs to be something where your life is enhanced by their presence, Yeah, which means that it's a benefit. It's an add-on. It should not be a drain, Period. At no point should it be a train yes. at all. Well, well, you know, in the business world, there's assets and liabilities. The partner in your Listen. life should be an asset, not, not, not liabilities. You should add value to your life, not take value from your life. You know what I mean? 
accurate. Yeah. Accurate. So that, and but, most people are no, that's a hundred percent true because they don't know how to. Thank God for no. for thank God for couples experience. You know, we're gonna teach them how to do it. Yes, couples experience. Let's, so let's talk about the you and Logan. You guys have a great story. Let's talk about uh, you, <laughs> from the time you started dating to the time you got married. How much time was it? Oh man, so we dated. We started dating in July. We got engaged in April. So it was about eight, nine months, and then we got married the following year. We moved in. When we start, we started dating in July. We moved in together in October. Wow, you guys, you guys were on a, you guys were on a schedule. <laughs> Listen, we were we were ready, and it's just like people say, like when you when you know, you know. Mm, so how did you? Why how did you know? Oh my gosh. So I'm a Virgo, and all for all my Virgos out there, all over one of them Virgos. <laughs> I call Virgos house cats. Here you. <laughs> That's funny. Wait a minute. So me being a Virgo, okay, mm -hmm. I am very independent. I enjoy my own time, my own space. I remember one of the key things that I told Logan on our first date was. I need a lot of alone time. It has nothing to do with anyone mm -hmm. else. I just need time to decompress for me. And I've been in previous relationships where I've said these things and people do not grasp that. Mm -hmm. They get freaked out and I actually need it. So when I knew, <laughs> child, I, I still can't believe it. <laughs> I knew two things. One is I knew when I, Logan would spend a lot of time at my house and my mom was on the phone with me one day and she was like, Logan again? He was in the background. She was like, Logan again? So that was strike one for me. And I was like, wait a minute. Dang, it has been a, a lot. Then I gave him my key. Ooh. Like I literally, yeah, that was Ooh. the big one. Yeah. Real big you one. gave him drop-in rights. I gave him drop-in rights, okay? And then there was one moment we spent all night together and um, we separated. It was early morning, maybe like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I had to get up to go to an event at about 5 a.m. in Chicago at the time. And I came back home at about 10, 11, and I called him. And this was early. This was probably maybe a month after we started dating and he didn't answer the phone and this is the thing i wasn't like oh my gosh what is he doing why is he not answering my phone i was like not the crazy yeah. type i was like oh my gosh like i'm genuinely worried Hope he's okay. like and i was yes and i was like i cannot go to sleep to take my nap okay because i was, <laughs> I was too early i was like i genuinely cannot go to sleep until i know that he is okay oh. and i was like oh yeah i'm a goner i'm a goner oh, y'all i was like it I'm was over for you <laughs> i'm a goner so it hit me hard but and it was just easy i didn't mind him being in my space i wanted him to be around me i wanted we would have conversations for hours yeah, and hours yeah. about everything and we could just talk and i think that that was it was such it was so powerful it was just nice and smooth so and i wasn't afraid you've been married for how long now almost six years okay, so I'm, so here you are so six years later what's been the key to your success to past 
six years? What's been the keys to your success? <laughs> Why do you still wake up every day and say, like, I love this dude? I think you, more than anything, it's about us growing together and us requiring more out of one another. Meaning, you know, I'm always challenged by him. No one else can challenge me. I don't listen to a lot of people, okay? Virgo. Yeah, yeah Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about yeah. right. Virgo Sounds about right. <laughs> I know, but I, I trust his, his opinions. I think that he has pushed me outside of my comfort zone in a lot of in a lot of ways and more so spiritually in a way that I have grown to say sorry more often. Oh, okay. Because... That's huge. <laughs> because Virgos don't and do that either. You okay. do not apologize. You, you probably can't even spell apology. <laughs> i know long i'm like you said sorry i'm sorry can you say that again um there's probably been like five times but those are the most profound times that i mean i think uh, really it's just about growth mm. and like we we have a lot of fun together and and the fun is could be us traveling across the world or it could be us sitting laying in bed watching tv laughing yeah, right it's it's yeah. very so we have a very simple life, but we enjoy uh, a luxury life too. But I could be with him in either capacity. And I think that's communication too, honestly. Like, if you can't talk to someone, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about that communication part because so much, and like, I can relate in, in my divorce, communication or lack thereof lack of those skills was instrumental yeah. in the downfall of my own marriage so um what did you guys do in the beginning to make sure that you a had those skills developed and b you always left an open open channel for communication in the worst of times sure i think first of all i just want people to have a clear understanding that it's not easy and it, it, it improves over time, but communication typically is not going to be easy, especially when you're in like arguments, right? Mm -hmm. Or disagreements. Um, early on, I always like to tell people like I was the one that would, we would get into a disagreement and I would be like, I'm putting on my shoes. I'm out. Like I ain't got time to deal with this. Like I was the runaway person. Yeah, there is always, you know, there's always yeah, someone. There's always <laughs> i'm living up to the virgo life okay but i would be the one that would run away and he was like no you cannot leave like that's not gonna work it's not gonna work for me this is a real relationship you need to sit your bed down and we gotta deal with it. <laughs> i was like what i love it but sometimes we that too yep. we need somebody to be like uh this ain't gonna this ain't gonna fly with me. So sit down and we're gonna have a conversation. So I think you have to be in to have effective communication. One, you need to respect one another, right? Two, you have to know that the un it's gonna get uncomfortable at times. And that's okay. Right? Yes, that is, that is okay. very okay. That is actually perfect. Yeah. <laughs> because and it's real because I would, it forces you to recognize where your partner's passion lies and also makes you recognize, oh, there is a why behind the frustration. Yes. 
right? And it's like, how do we now get to the why behind the frustration? And that, when you get to a point where you can break through the ego of you're wrong, I'm right, whatever, and get to the why, you're going to be able to grow and evolve and then and really fuse together because now you're on this playing field where it's like, oh, it's just me and you because we get each other now. Yeah, yeah. I think a big thing to remember in that vein is what I found, one of the best attitudes you can have during conflict is to care more about what that person is saying rather than how you feel about it. So mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. constantly thinking about, you know, well, you know, like if, if you're going to pick it up, pick it apart and you're going to uh, get in your feelings about it, about what they're saying. And um, I learned that the hard way. And I learned that because, uh, well, you know what, let me tell you when, when, when I, when I got that download from the yeah. universe, when I got the download is mm -hmm. when uh, mm -hmm. it was one day, uh, my son and I, you know, and my son and I've struggled during the divorce we we because there was so much stuff that he was um he was going through the time and he didn't quite know how to express it and uh mm -hmm. so one day like i i just noticed that it, his mood was off and we were on the couch together and he wasn't talking and i was like does it do like what's the matter man like 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 talk to me and he wouldn't talk but i knew something was on his heart so i turned off the tv and i said let's talk man like what's going on and he just and he just exploded with 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 feeling and uh my son is wow. such he's such a um i want to say emotional kid but he's very he, when he's ready to express he's very expressive he's very intelligent he's mm. very he's a he, he's That's a huge right. empath like he feels everything so uh oh, man, yeah. but he told me that like he's that he blamed me for everything Right, he blamed me oh, for yeah. the entire downfall of the marriage. He blamed me for everything. Yeah, you, you know, oh. kids don't know what they don't know, right? And mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be the mm -hmm. one. And something told me, don't say anything, just let him talk. Mm. You know, mm. so you know, the universe said, You got to eat these daggers no matter how you feel about him because he needs this more than mm -hmm. you need to defend yourself. And I feel like, mm -hmm. and I had such a, even though it hurt, I saw the good it did for him. Like he... Wait a minute. Can we rewind? Yeah. You said, you said he needs to say this more than you need to defend yourself. Exactly. That is real. A lot of people don't get that piece. And that's what I want people to understand is that a lot of times when when your spouse or or, or the love of your life just want you to, they just want to be heard. And if you don't give yes. them a chance to be heard, if you just spend your time telling them they're wrong or, you know, let's correct these facts, no matter, like, just let them, just let them, just, just let them say it. Let them get it off your chest. A lot of times, most conflicts can be shortened if you just uh -huh. hear the other person out and just say two words, uh -huh. I understand. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's true. I mean, I, I think about it even, I mean, not to digress off of, romantic relationships but that's the case in all relationships in any dialogue if you are not willing to listen to hear whether you're in customer service like how many times have you been somewhere and you've complained and like you're like complaining <laughs> to the to the to the manager or whomever and they're like fighting you yeah. and you're like but can i can i can i finish the story <laughs> 
And I think, I think that is key where it's not about you defending yourself. It's about allowing, that was very good, Chad. <laughs> it's about allowing the person to express exactly what they're feeling because at the end of the day, they need to get that off their chest. And sometimes it's not even about you. Right. A lot of times we need to remove ourselves from that situation and recognize that this is them. This is the person releasing what they need to release. And then once you hear it and you grasp it and you try to understand it, then you can somewhat respond. And most things do not, this is another thing mature people understand. Most things do not require a response. Fact. Or everything does not require a response. So stop trying to fight. A lot of people want to be right. Like, do you want to be right or do you want something to work? There you go. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's better to have a calm, peaceful life and just allow things to work. I think that's the hardest thing to help people understand because um, pride and ego are a some bitch, right? You Listen. know, pride and ego will, will trip you up every step of the way. Every, you know, like the minute you let pride and ego into, like, get a, get a, get a, a foothold in your relationship, um, that's when trouble begins to happen in my view i agree and i think a lot of it is pride and ego rises when there's something that needs to be uncovered within mm. you right so when you're really flustered and frustrated and you're yelling and you're not really you're not communicating exactly how you truly feel you're just projecting really Look back at yourself for a second and figure out if it has anything to do with the other person. It really may just be you. Seriously. 100%. Maybe. And definitely can be. And a lot of times when you get into a space of where you know who you are and you recognize what triggers you or you recognize what flusters you, you can go into more of a calming space where you're able to communicate exactly what the issue is versus yelling and being aggressive all of that that aggressiveness and frustration and yelling does not get typically it does not get a positive response so it's better to just regroup be like okay i'm frustrated let me silence myself for a moment gather my thoughts and then articulate i always tell people use your words use your words <laughs> like, it's like kindergartner use your words <laughs> use your word yeah. because i don't know what all this extra blah, blah 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 like i don't know you're not saying anything say the exact feeling like express yourself and maybe sometimes we can't express ourselves clearly in like profound words but there are the words for you to get your point across and if you want to heal the situation or get to the other side you're going to have to articulate your feelings well in order and your to partner has to be willing to listen to them because it doesn't matter how oh. you could you could express it like a Barack Obama, you know? You, you, you know, you could say I like uh, to make up. Uh, I want to communicate with you about how I feel, you know. But if, <laughs> if the other person is not willing or able to listen, really? right, just to yeah. understand and not listen, just to think of a response, it, it's not going to go anywhere. Exactly. Then you get into these what I call wow. these these disaster loops, you know, where you just start. Ooh. You, you, 
disaster. disaster loop. And then next thing you know, the filters come off and you start saying hurtful things because yep. you're getting frustrated with not being heard. So now it just turns to a fight. And then... That almost like you're in yeah. war. You're in and, war. And when you say things and do things out of anger or frustration, it's so hard like it, it, to, it, come to, back yeah, to come back from that. It really is. It, it's it's hard to come back from that. So so uh how do you when you work with uh with with, with couples, how do you help them develop those communication skills? Listen, I like to work with couples and well, the individuals mm-hmm. and then the mm. couple. A lot of times you cannot have a couples, a positive couples experience if both parties are not aligned on how to listen, how to hear, how to. So a lot of times it's best to work with, I'm a relationship coach. So figuring, <clears throat> excuse me, figuring out individually what the issues are. And then breaking down those issues so then we can come together and solve the issues as a couple. And, you know, the, a, a lot of it is like shadowing and like figuring out, like, repeat after me. Did you hear what I mm-hmm. said? Like, tell me what you heard. That's a major practice that works pretty well. Um, but overall, it, it, it's typically it's best to figure out what the underlying issue is for individuals first because especially if it's not a great if we're not we're not listening to one another and it's not a good foundational relationship and it's in strife it it is too much of a struggle to try to get both parties on the same page when they're simply not on the same page like you just it's the same book yeah it's like can't you can't do it in words you can do anything you set your mind to but Ultimately, it's very complicated to get to a resolution when both parties are struggling individually, which is typically what the conflicts are when you are in a couple and there are significant struggles. It really is each individual party is having their own struggle and then they're bringing both of those struggles to the table and they're not able to solve them together alone. Right. And like you said earlier, it takes time. Because you have to unlearn a lot of, because there's, there's not a lot of us who were raised up with great communication skills. You know, they don't teach you in school and it takes time. It takes a while and you're not always going to get perfect. But I think if you take every conflict and you lean into the conflict uh, because you care about things getting better, you want to build that yes. world-class relationship, or that world-class marriage, you know, whatever you want to do, uh, focus on just realizing that you're here for a while. Like, it's, and it's okay yeah. to take your time and learn and yeah. get better. And, um, and it's okay for your other partner to take time and get better also. You're here for a while. I agree. I think it's it's patience. Like, you have to have patience with one Long-term another. Vision. Right? Like, right? I feel like, you know, even with my relationship, I had to repeat myself a lot. And I was like, I'm tired of repeating myself. <laughs> I said this. 15 times, but everyone receives information differently, right? And we have to acknowledge everyone's experience is different and respect and have compassion for everyone's experience because we want the same thing for us to be done to us. So I think mostly it's trying to prohibit yourself from making something an instant resolve Mm. and just have true patience for one another. And, you know, 
like you said, recognizing it takes work and it takes time and it's ongoing. As long as you're in a relationship, there is going to be something that's going to come up. Yeah. Period. Always. That you do not be on. Like, period. And honestly, I think that's the whole point of being in relationship, whether that's couples, your romantic partner, friendships, whomever. If we're not constantly change, like challenging and changing, what the hell are we here for? Right, exactly. You know? People are going to evolve and change over time, and you have to yes. give them the space and the grace to do that. Um, uh, I'm going to share there's six magic words that everybody can learn, mm -hmm. right? You ready for these, these, these magic words? These are six magic I'm words excited. that everyone should become uh -oh. accustomed to when you're in a committed relationship or you're in a marriage. What I hear you saying is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's true. What it's very what I hear you saying is regurgitate uh -huh. what you just heard because hopefully you listen in. Yeah. And if you ain't, we gonna make sure that we tell you <laughs> you were not. What I hear you saying <laughs> is we'll avoid a lot of misunderstandings and help help the yeah. other person even clarify what they're saying. Right, maybe it wasn't communicated the right way. Yes. Okay, so what are you saying is, oh no, that's not right. Okay, well, they'll expand it a little more, and they're forcing you to listen, and it forces the other person to think about what they're saying and how they're saying it. I agree. I, I think that's a those are key six words. Okay, <laughs> you can put that. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you can put that in your next book. That's yours. For real, I got you. I'm I'm taking it. I also want to bring up too that like one of the things that I've learned over the course of being a coach and in my own relationship, you know, when Logan and I first got together, we had a lot of altering opinions about a lot of things. I like, like that. we altering did not opinions, right? <laughs> we did. And I think a lot of times, like I watch a lot of dating shows and things, and it's it's very oh, it, oh it's so entertaining. Exciting. I love it. Right, mm -hmm. it's so entertaining. I think a lot of times individuals come to a relationship thinking that you're you don't have to have differing opinions, or you have to believe in the same things. Yeah, on everything. That is, that is false. That is very false. And I think when you're in the, a, a good relationship, you're going to break down the barriers over time through some arguments yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. and some disagreements. Or as my, uh, as my old pastor called it, passionate fellowships. That's a, ooh, <laughs> yes, passionate fellowships, yes. I think you're going to have those passionate fellowships and you're going to get so frustrated that both of you don't get it or get what you're you're trying to say. But please believe what I'm telling you right now. Nine times out of ten, one of you or both of you are going to change your idea throughout the facts. years. One hundred percent facts. Right? Yeah. I mean, otherwise you start. Yeah. Off. I mean, if you don't, honestly, <laughs> like if you get new data and you don't change your opinion or something, like yes. you, you, you're just being woefully stubborn. And that's a great way to put it. If you don't acquire new data and you do not adjust based off of that data, that is an issue. And that is what happens in a relationship. You're going to not agree all the time. And then slowly yeah. you'll get to align. Right? And you're like, wait a minute. You're like scratching your head. Like, wait a minute. How did I get over here? <laughs> I think as long as you're aligned on your core values, I think that's 
the most or, important thing. Then everything yeah. else is negotiable and everything else is fluid. You know, how do you feel about that? I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I mean, we, it's yes, a thousand percent. Well, listen, well, uh, tell us a little bit about these, these luxury retreats. Listen, yes, I love the retreat life. So we typically have intimate retreats with no more than um, five, sometimes 10 couples. It depends. Um, but we've gone to several different countries. And the goal is for us to create a space in which we experience new activities together. We also have individual time. We take care of everything. Once you pay for the trip, you literally do not have to worry about anything. Food, drinks, partying, activities, all of the things you just show up and you leave with enlightenment within your relationship and connections to other couples really like a lot of people become friends we have one coming up in costa rica we've been a, um we have another one coming up in france so we've france. been to san sebastian yeah we've been to um jamaica we've been to several places portugal i mean it's it's it, i've always found that when you're in different environments you you are you open your perspectives up yeah. and you're more available to hear new things and just experience life in a different way which means that you're you're more aligned or more available to experience your relationship in a different way which is a beautiful thing how many do you typically do a year we try to do one a quarter. Um, I want to do, a, I would like to do more and more local ones. We live outside of Georgia. So I'm like, what's a cool place that we can go to? I really wouldn't mind doing a cabin one. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Right? Like a, like a nice cabin. Yeah. I'm not trying no, to live in. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're trying to be in a yurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to, you're trying to have a glamping, a glamping retreat. Exactly. Hello. Let's clear. Wi-Fi, indoor plumbing. That would be ideal, preferably. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I, we would like to do more. So maybe six. But right now we do four. Okay. Well, well, listen. You know, we gotta connect because, uh, you know, you with Renee's um love camp. You know, we were doing. I things know. Like, uh, we got. I would love for her to even be like a coach during the the um the retreat vice versa you know uh we're trying to plan this right. uh this big love con you know we gotta get some speakers that would be awesome yeah, oh that's so yeah. cool i've always wanted to do a con but then i don't want to do the work <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's how it works i'm not confident <laughs> i always want to always want to host a conference but who's gonna do the work and well, listen, well, this is a divine connection, and I'm sure that uh, I'm definitely yeah. going to be talking to you and Mr. Logan again really soon. And uh, even if we just like hang Absolutely. out, because we've been coming, yeah, because yeah. we're coming down to Atlanta a little more regularly because that's where our business coaches are. So next time, next time nice. we're in Atlanta, we'll have to connect Please. with you, and Mr. Logan. Please connect because this is, I feel like, a divine alignment here. <laughs> Well, if people want to find out more about you, uh, your coaching, your retreats, and just about, you know, your your life, where can they find more information about you? Yes. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to be launching a uh, relationship masterclass. So you can find that on couplesexperience.com. 
You can also find me on Instagram at Tamika underscore Carlton JBP for all things relationship advice, just life. And I do not have a persona on my timeline. It is really me. She is who she is, fam. <laughs> I tell the truth. Okay. I love it. Hey, well, listen, this was so much fun and I, and I hope this helped. Uh, we yes. gotta do better in our relationships. Uh, like I said, fifty percent of us are divorcing, and only about like twenty percent of us, if that number, are living happy, healthy relationships and marriages. And gotta fix it. There's there's strength in families. There's power in love, and uh, we gotta do better, folks. So, uh, thank God for the Carltons and uh, people like them that uh, we're gonna help. Ooh. Uh, have a love revolution here, right, right here in the United States, um, especially for the Melanated fam here in the here in the Black community. Uh, you know, we love everybody, but you know, I love us too. So, uh, if you guys go check them out at couplesexperience.net, right? Couplesexperience.net, couplesexperience.com. We oh, she got has all, all the, the domains. domains. Couplesexperience dot everything. Just go check it out. Get in contact with uh, Tamika and Logan. And until next time, listen, drop a drop the elbow on the five star review here on whatever platform you're on. Spotify, um, Apple, I don't care what you're doing. Google Podcasts, I'm gonna be gone. Unfortunately, I love Google Podcasts, but it's getting ready to be out of here um and also share it with your friends share this on your socials give us some juice you know we're trying to build a a a, a movement here with the life love and hustle show we're trying to build one of the world's largest uh collection of knowledge on all things um in building a better life better business better relationships so um help us on our mission and until next time fam you know what I always say? You got to love your people. You got to live your life and you always hustle hard. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love & Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.